Hello everyone, uh, thank you for coming back to the JNM podcast. This is Miro. And this is Jeanette. And today we're going to be talking about a movie called Await Further Instructions. The movie was、uh, released in 2018 in the United Kingdom. It was a very small release in the, in the country,、uh, probably really small indie theaters. And、uh, we're going to give you guys a quick rundown of what the movie's about,、uh, what the characters in it are. And what our、um, impressions of the movie were. So,、uh, the movie was directed by Johnny Kevorkian and it was written by Gavin Williams. It stars Sam Giddis as Nick, Nirja Naik as Angie, Abigail Cutterden as Beth, David Bradley as the grandfather, Grant Masters as Tony. Holly Weston as Kate and Chris Sadler as Scott. The movie is very indicative of its time that it was released. It was、uh, released in 2018, as we said earlier. It has some themes of people being obedient to authority unquestionably. It has some Islamophobia in it, which is really rampant in the UK, and it especially was in 2018 when the movie was made. So, I feel like it definitely has some of those themes running through it. Yeah, and it also has hints about how the older generation believes in whatever the media tells them. So, it's like Fox News, Alex Jones, political figures like Trump, and then celebrities like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> While the younger generation critically thinks those issues, like brings up questions about what the media is showing、mm-hmm. and like how. Doesn't know that, like, the media knows that we're listening, and then what happens, like, if we turn off our electronics, like the TV? Yeah. So, just a quick synopsis of the movie the movie is about this young man and his girlfriend going home to his parents' home for Christmas. The guy is basically your normal white English guy, and the girl is. You kind of get the feeling that she's an immigrant, she's some sort of Muslim, maybe Afghanistan or Pakistan is her country of origin, or Indian,、uh, something like that. And they go home, and during the ride home, you can tell they're kind of nervous of like, hey, you think like your family will like me? And he's like, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine.、Uh, she's like, yeah, I think so too, it'll be all right, whatever. So they get home. And right off the bat, you can tell like, that the mom is more into, like, oh, hi, son, I love you, I missed you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, and here's your foreign friend. Great. Yeah, and I remember there was a subtle hint of her racism when Anji sneezed and the mom gave her her handkerchief、yeah. and said, oh, you could keep it. Yeah, like, oh, I、so、don't want it. So it's like, it oh,、back. I don't want it now since you、yeah. have. <laughs> yeah, you can just keep that. You can hang on to that. And in their family, We meet basically each person one by one. So, first we meet the mom, and then we meet the grandpa, who is basically who's played by David Bradley, who some of you might know as Filch from the Harry Potter movies. He's basically in his couch seat the entire movie. That's where we meet him, and that's where he spends most of the movie. Yeah, and he, he kind of reminds me of the typical, like, Soldiers like, oh, I fought in World War II, and like, I have all these battle scars. scars. Yeah, like、and、a hard ass. Yeah, like this whole idea, like, 
oh, we should be, like, UK pride and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And not really like it when immigrants come in to have a better life. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you can tell he kind of, like, looks at her like, oh, look at this. He gives her shifty looks the entire time she's there. And after that, we meet his sister, the main character's sister, and her husband. They come in, and they're like, oh, hi, hi, everyone. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then she represents Instagram, social media people. Like, right off the bat, she came in with this grand entrance. Entrance. As we were recording this, we actually received a public safety announcement for Los Angeles saying there's going to be a curfew tonight. Uh, oh yeah, which because kind of lines up with this movie because <laughs> right now we're going through the riots for uh, George Floyd's death, and uh, there are many many riots happening all across the U.S. And we just got a notification that we're going to be under curfew, uh, which happens in the movie as well. In the movie, they wake up and they find out that they're in a curfew, but. Before that happens, they end up meeting the sister. Yeah, which, why that happened, I was talking about, like, she was, she's into, like, this whole social media, and it's like, oh, like, here I am, and, you know, in my family's house. Let me take a picture with my grandpa, let me pose, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm pregnant, look at me, I'm like... One um, week away, or something. And, and like you that. can tell that she and her brother, the main character, don't get along too well because, like, they don't even hug. They just kind of like do a like air hug type thing, and it's done. And she doesn't even care about his girlfriend. And literally within a minute of meeting her, she says like, "Ugh, I hate these like foreign like Muslim doctors coming in and taking our jobs." And then he, she later finds out that oh, she works. Yeah, Angie works for uh, the medical field. Medical field, yeah, and she's a doctor and EMT. Uh, and then we meet the dad, who is probably like the weirdest character, I guess, like the the most mentally like unhinged character in the movie. You can t- right off the bat tell, okay, this guy's racist, very conservative. He like is like, oh, there's your girlfriend. Like he's very like. <laughs> dismissive of her because and you can tell it's because of her race and her culture yeah also would point out that they don't even give a chance to have Anji prove herself yeah like they kind of like just automatically predict that oh she doesn't know anything yeah she's she's and they and even foreign. don't listen to her when things come about later on in the movie and she's like oh you need to do this and this and this and they're yeah. like oh we we don't want to listen to you. Yeah, they're like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. While she's a doctor and, you know, she obviously knows some things they don't. So, uh, we have a few pieces of trivia for this movie. This is something new we're trying uh, to give a couple of pieces of tri- trivia for the movie as well. So, the surname of the family is Milgram, which refers to the Milgram test of obedience to authority. Uh-huh. I didn't know that there was a test yeah. of obedience to authority. Uh-huh. And also, the family resides on Stat- Stanford Street, which refers to the Stanford prison experience that happened, I believe it was in the 1970s, mm-hmm. in Stanford, where they were you know, testing like prisoners and cops. Would it work if they're not actual you know experts if they're not prisoners and they're not 
cops and it turns out like it was a complete failure because it was it just went out of control yeah so the movie has a lot of hints and you know little pieces of kind of easter eggs thrown in there again it's a lot uh it's very like representative of the times of like the uh xenophobia going on in england uh even today oh i Um, guess like throughout the world yeah throughout the world yeah for sure picking up where the movie is so we see them go in and they start having dinner like a really awkward dinner and then they just they're like okay uh time for bed now this this awkward dinner is over everyone go to bed so in the middle of the night uh they wake up and they find that the entire house is surrounded by black steel yeah it's like a thing like a black metal sheet yeah and Um, and the reason they find out in the middle of the night is because the awkwardness gets so bad that the couple decides to leave yeah nick and anji were like oh let's just leave yeah they're like you know what this is way too awkward my family's too racist too weird let's just like have chinese dinner for christmas yeah we can just leave uh so they get up to leave and as soon as they open the door they see that the entire house is encased by this like black metal they keep trying different windows they punch a hole in the wall the entire house is covered so it's not just the exits and windows Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the granddad is uh, asleep on the couch so he yells hey there's something on the tv and they go down and they see that the tv says await further instructions yeah and it's basically like a black um, screen with green writing on it yeah and no one doesn't understand like why this is happening uh mm-hmm. i believe the father said like oh this is probably the government this happened i think he said during like the cold war that yeah. this came about and he was like oh it's probably the government they'll figure out what to do and yeah. they'll let us know when to go outside or whatever and then i guess it's it's they we're like, oh, let's just, like, act normal. Let's just, like, have our dinner. Mm-hmm. But then while they're having dinner, the screen changes to all the food is poisonous. Discard Discard everything. all of your food. And yeah. without even a beat, without even, like, questioning it, <laughs> the father was like, oh, we got to throw out everything. Yeah. So they throw out everything, even, like, canned food. They're, like, the kid is like, hey, like, canned food is fine. It's been, like, canned months ago. It's not yeah. new. So you should be able to keep it. But the dad, dad is like, no, the TV is telling us to throw away the food, so we're going to throw away the food. So against the better wishes of Nick and girlfriend, Anji, they throw away the food. Yeah, and I believe, like, even Nick and Anji were worried about it, about the food, uh, lack of food and water for yeah. Kate, which is the, the sister. Pregnant, yeah. And yeah, they're like, oh, like, she's pregnant. She should have something you know yeah but then she's like oh i'll be fine like i can like do this like i can i can survive if, yeah if like dad is saying <laughs> like she's like a daddy's girl so she's like if dad's saying we need to throw away the food they throw away the food and then you know this dad pulls the husband of the pregnant lady aside and he's like hey some serious shit's about to go down so i need you on my side like whatever happens i need you to do what i tell you to do and the son is like, okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, that's where we kind of see more of themes of like the older generation getting their information from an unreliable source and then indoctrinating the younger generation. The same thing kind of happens with the daughter too. You can kind of tell that's what happened with the racism because the son is racist. Um, sorry, the son is not racist because he moved out and he met other people 
and he got with Angie, so he's not racist anymore. But the daughter stayed home, so she's still racist against other people. She's still xenophobic. Well, not like stay home, but like stay nearby, like stay in the same um, neighborhood. Neighborhood, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then we kind of get a little bit more of the dynamic between the granddad and the dad, uh, where we find out that basically their relationship is really toxic. Yeah, like the grandfather doesn't believe that the man of the house, which is his son, can like control the family. Yeah. He, he feels like, oh, he's like a pussy. He's. <laughs> he keeps calling him a. He keeps calling him a word of. Um, oh, um. Squelcher. Squelcher. Which I think means someone who pisses their bed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And we later find out he keeps calling him that because the son pissed his bed when he was, like, eight or something. And yeah, like, and then he, he keeps, like, he also keeps, like, demoting who, like, what the uh, the head of the house uh, actually does. Yeah. Because, like, he's saying, like, oh, you're just a clerk. But yeah, then you're like, the, oh, you're just an office manager. But then the son says, no, I'm a manager. Yeah. Like, I, I have, I'm actually a boss. Yeah, for like, a I handle other people. Yeah. Uh, so their relationship is like that. He, the son does what the dad says, or re- kind of reluctantly, and he's like, "Dad, you're kind of a piece of shit, but I'm keeping you here because you're part of the family. Like I'm supposed to do this, so I'm doing it for you." So they keep going through it, and they okay. As they're having this conversation, the message on the TV changes from "Await further instruction" to decontaminate yourself strip and scrub yourselves with bleach and again everyone does this without questioning anything the dad just goes hey you saw the tv get the bleach Uh, so they give everyone a bucket and some bleach in it and they give them sponges and they're like go go bleach yourselves Uh, again everyone does this without even questioning it and they go about their life again they just sit there again waiting for further instructions some more time passes, and out of the chimney, these syringes fall down with, like, liquid in them. Basically, the TV message changes to, hey, uh, there's a pollution-type thing in the atmosphere. Use these trial vaccination kits on yourselves. I believe Angie uh, was, like, questioning about it. was like, hey, how do we know that this is sanitized? Or, like, what? how do we know what this is? Like, yeah. why are we going to do this? Yeah, because she, she also said, like, oh, like, these look like that they have been used before. Yeah, they're, um, like, used needles. Yeah, so then <laughs> so then the father was like, oh, who who cares? Like, we'll just do it. And then, yeah. like, minutes later, he had yeah. to de- he had to like sanitize them with hot water. Yeah, because they bring up, like, hey, your daughter's pregnant. Like, why are you just going to let her use used needles with something in the some liquid in there that you don't even know what it is so he's like you know what sanitize the needles so they they like put boiling water on the needles and then the father is like i'll I'll be the first one to do it so he takes it and injects himself and then each one you know reluctantly yeah yeah each person reluctantly does it and then i would say like maybe a few seconds later the grandfather has like some weird seizure or convulses throws up like green black green like goo yeah and then dies (laughs) yeah and you know during the scene like one of the interesting things was the daughter didn't want to do it the daughter was like no i really don't want to do this i'm pregnant i don't know what's in there 
but then she's like you know what after she sees that the son and the son's girlfriend are like yeah we're against it too like don't do it you're pregnant she's like you know what no i'm daddy's girl i'm gonna do it because daddy says so so she does it and then uh the mom doesn't want to do it either and the dad is like you have no choice and he does it for her and then you know the grandpa dies everyone reluctantly does it because once everyone does it they all need to do it i guess and then you know the dad is like yeah that's great and then the grandpa dies and they're like oh well shit well was that because of the vaccine you just put in him yeah (laughs) or did he just did he just do that because it was bad timing you know they're like oh we don't know there's no way to tell so we're just gonna be pretend like we did the right thing by injecting ourselves with this mystery liquid and then when the husband of kate scott when he deposits the vaccine kits yeah like he deposited through like the metal sheet but then realized that there was like like he felt like something was in and wanted yeah, to this is this is kind of like the first time when we kind of see the outside forces in the world kind of react basically the wall like opens up a little bit and it looks like it's breathing like it's moving like going in and out going open and close like a little bit and then the tv says return all of the clinical apparatus via the access slot so we kind of get this really mechanical language and then we see this like steel kind of breathing uh that's kind of our first clue of like okay whatever is going outside it's definitely not the government because the government doesn't have anything like this and for me like watching this like you're watching it and you know okay it's going to be aliens but you know that oh okay like it's aliens because it's breathing and it's alive and it's telling you to do all this stuff yeah so he so scott like tries to open the hole even more but then his fingers get cut off like i I believe it was like three of his fingers that gets cut off and then he has to get help from anji with the stitches and then later on the tv states that someone is being a spy someone, someone is like contaminated after all or something yeah so then you they had to like seclude that one person um in a room yeah it's basically like hey one of you guys is contaminated isolate them uh and of course the only person that's different gets isolated even though they have no reason for doing that Hmm. so Anji is the one that they decide to self-isolate in a locked room and while she was talking to Nick uh, she wonders if they should turn off the TV like thinking what would happen if the TV is turned off off, so then Nick um, decides to turn off the TV Kate finds out that... Yeah, Kate he, walks in on him, turning it off, like, pulling the plug on it. Yeah, and then, like, the father comes in and plugs the TV back on. Then there's this, like, huge scuffle with Scott and Nick. And then Kate goes up the stairs, because, like, the, the fight yeah, travels like, up the stairs. Yeah, Kate and is then, like, beat him, beat him. And then Kate, like, goes up the stairs to, like, try to break off the fight. But then they push her accidentally off the balcony, like the railing, and then she falls down to the ground, breaking her ankle. And then 
because like she fell from like a one story like basically one story that they were worried about her baby so then they take her to like the kitchen to hopefully like figure out how to like (laughs) uh deal with her broken leg and ankle but then Scott is like totally like doesn't know what to do and everyone's like shouting at him like do something you're your medical profession at this point he shuts down yeah the mom the dad and nick um decide to try to help kate out with her wounds uh nick goes back to anji and like says you know tells her what happens and then anji states like oh i don't think the baby is going to live yeah, because she has, like, a compound fracture. Like, her femur is broken and sticking out of her. Yeah. So she's like, that's not good for the baby. Yeah, and then she stated that if uh, she doesn't get medical profession within, like, what, like, the first hour, that um, the baby will die. And when Nick goes and tells everyone else about it, the mom decides to go to the tv and basically like tells the tv like hey we live at this street where you know the milgrams um we really need professional help like please like send help like thinking that they they can listen through Mm -hmm. the tv but then nothing happens and basically it's just this whole waiting game if like when uh kate is going to die the father then goes to his study room to basically like be like oh i'm going to be in my office no one bother me and you know at this point the mom starts shutting down uh she's like she's been kind of the weakest willed character the entire movie uh she starts shutting down and she just starts cleaning like that's gonna do anything um and it's kind of sad because it's like oh she's now defenseless like she doesn't know what to do anymore and at this point the dad is like trying to figure like he's making like war plans which was kind of weird uh he starts like studying siege tactics and he's going over his mind of like wait how did the fight happen how did she fall there must be like an explanation for all of this there i must have a plan i must do this i must do that so you can tell he's kind of losing it as well Uh, and this is when we start seeing nick try to take charge because he's like okay my dad's locked himself in his study and then says he doesn't want to be disturbed and then scott is like shut down and then beth the mom is also shutting down Down, yeah and kate is like almost unconscious or just like you know yeah she's she's out pretty much yeah yeah so then he like tries to look around if there's any openings and then he finds an opening through the toilet, like the sewer. Pipe. Yeah. And he basically like tapes, like his phone to almost like a makeshift pipe. Um, stick. Yeah, he like tapes his phone to a broom, starts recording video on it, and puts the phone out, which was kind of a smart move. That was kind of interesting. And as soon as he does that, the TV starts saying, "Hey, someone's trying to get out. This is bad. Someone's trying to get out. Find them and stop them." And Scott tells the dad, like, hey, I don't care. I'm just going to stay here. And the dad's like, okay, you're weak. You know, like, screw you. So he's like, okay, I'll go try to find my son. And this is where, when we see 
Nick actually watched the video on his phone and this is the first look we get of the quote-unquote aliens uh, or whatever creatures they are they're uh, these like long basically collection of like wires and hairs kind of and they kind of look like giant hairballs but made out of wires uh, and it's kind of the same material that's surrounding the house and the dad and Scott find Nick watching the video and they're like why would you do that and Nick's like dude just look at the video like look at what's outside just look at this this isn't the government like we shouldn't be listening to this and the dad just ignores him and basically knocks him out Mm -hmm. and then on the tv states that you need to interrogate him the spy yeah like you need to interrogate him like he's a spy like he knows something and is like going to ruin this like this whole like stay at home order so then they almost torture him yeah Uh, they, they the dad pulls out like pliers and all this other stuff and starts torturing nick yeah yeah and then like nick keeps saying like just look at the video it like it's really important for you guys to look at the video and they keep ignoring him they're like nope and it's during this interrogation that the mom basically finds out that the daughter died uh she goes up and she's like hey kate's dead and that's when they stop the interrogation they stop the torture and go downstairs and they're like uh yep she she's dead that's when the mom kind of snaps back to reality and she's like okay this is crazy like my husband's doing crazy stuff he just got my daughter my pregnant daughter killed and that's that's kind of when she starts regaining her uh herself a little bit and it's during this time when uh we see that anji has been trying to escape uh she's like trying to break the wires and the cables that are holding them inside uh, and we see like a POV shot, which kind of indicates to us that the uh, creatures can see through these wires and these like steel cables. And then she also like looks at the the TV in her room that she's being locked in, and then notices that there is like a a creature similar to the creature that Nick found through the phone recording. Uh, that it also has control of that TV. And yeah, it's when, like inside the TV. Yeah, and then when she opens it and finds out of this creature, then all of a sudden the TV downstairs like is giving this warning like, oh, like there's contamination. You need to quarantine the upstairs and move to the living room. And while that's happening, Anji's room, as well as the room that the mom is somehow stuck in. The bathroom, yeah. Yeah, she's also stuck in the bathroom, and she can't get out, and same with Anji. So then Nick goes upstairs to break into Anji's room. He manages to do it after a couple of tries, but doesn't have enough time to help his mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And then so the mom dies, like her, she gets taken over by the black smoke and... Explodes. And explodes. <laughs> and uh, like Nick didn't have time to mourn the loss. Mm-hmm. And so they had to immediately go down the stairs and into the living room and basically like quarantine the area, like block out any ventilation or airway that can like be seeped through yeah and then when that happens 
they're all basically stuck in the living room now because mm-hmm. everything else is quarant like kind of they they're quarantined in there now because uh, if they go out they'll they'll die mm-hmm. basically um so they start like getting mad at the tv and they unplug it but the tv stays on and somehow the dad is still like enthralled by the tv yeah like he's just like yep the t whatever the tv's saying like that is it yeah and then uh the tv keeps saying that i am reborn i'm resurrected and then it keeps yeah. showing the baby names that kate and scott would have had uh, yeah if the baby was alive and it's all like religious like he keep, the tv keeps showing like religious symbols and like mostly christian like oh i'm reborn a uh, reborn this is resurrection i am the lord things like that and the dad is like oh okay so this is from god god is doing this uh appealing more to the like christian side of of him uh and then they find out oh the baby inside kate is still alive and it's moving (laughs) and everyone starts thinking oh that must be jesus They must be the one doing well, it. Well, it's not everyone. It's just the, basically the father. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's just the dad, yeah. Like, Nick and Andre are like, no, like, you're crazy. Like, this this baby is not... This is insane, yeah. The TV then, like, talks about, like, have, like, a sacrifice. So then he kill He, like, kind of kills Scott. Yeah. With, like, a hit of the hatchet on his shoulder. Shoulder, yeah. And then there's, like, a scuffle between Nick, Anji, and the father. Nick and Anji, like, manage to take, you know, take control of their father and knock him down. But then he uh, gets taken over by one of the... By, like, the creature in the TV? Because Nick smashes the TV and, like, the creature comes out of it and basically like takes over the dad's body uh and it's kind of the poster of the tv it kind of it's it's the poster of the movie it kind of spoils it shows like the creature taking over the dad's body and like talking through the dad and it looks really creepy and cool uh yeah the effects are really bad but like the budget for this movie was bad but they were like practical effects yeah yeah for sure which is in my opinion a lot better than cgi yeah it, do- it doesn't look bad by any means it doesn't look horrible it's just like you can tell like yeah these are no- uh what is it those like pool noodles what are they called yeah pool noodles yes yeah, it's those on a string type of thing um yeah. and it looks cool uh it's fine takes over to dad uh and angie and nick are just trying their best to like survive this situation so they end up killing the creature that's in the tv but it's not enough the dad basically like wakes up like the body of the dad like wakes up and kills both of them so there's kind of like not a not a really happy uh ending for any of the characters because they basically all die mm-hmm. and um, then um in the end the father sits down well moves like a the tv that was from upstairs downstairs yeah. and then points it towards the womb and then wires come up to the womb and then basically disintegrate the the, bo- the like body, Kate's yeah. body and then reveals this baby who is somehow healthy and alive. Yeah. The father sits down and watches TV. Yeah, and then like the TV says keeps saying worship me to the child. To the baby, yeah, to the like brand newly born baby. It keeps saying worship me, worship me. 
Yeah, and then, like, it, the movie then goes outside and then almost like a bird's eye view of, like, the entire um, neighborhood that there are also, like, areas where a TV is being... TV screen is being reflected outside. You can see the TV lights, yeah. And then just, like, everything is, like, very post-apocalyptic. There's, like, no living soul out there. Yeah, it's all black. Except for probably, like, newborn babies. Or kids. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, so the movie kind of ends on, like, that really dark note of, like, hey, everyone's screwed. everyone died yeah and i know that based on like the reviews like a lot of people didn't like the movie because it was too depressing yeah that was kind of the biggest complaint about the movie right about how depressing it was like because you either like didn't like it because it was too depressing or you actually liked it on average the movie had like a 4.8 uh rating out of 10 Mm -hmm. i believe it was on rotten tomatoes yeah and then it was 1.8 on Google reviews, but it was an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes for critics, but 28% for audience. Score. Yeah, which again kind of shows us how like critics see the movie different than the audience. As critics watch it and they're like, oh, wow, we got all the messages, we got all the symbolism, interesting movie. Uh, sure, the ending is kind of weird, but we get it. It's new, it's different, great. But audiences watch it and they're like, oh, wait, so no one makes it out? Everyone dies and the TV was a bad guy? But I personally liked the movie. Yeah, uh, I liked the movie. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. I wish I'd seen it a few years ago when I feel like xenophobia was a lot more common. You mean two years ago? Because it came out in 2018. 2018, yeah. You know, we back then we were still getting... In 2018, we were getting a lot of those, like, oh, like, terrorist attacks in Europe and... Or, you know, that had just become kind of less common. So I, I feel like could have watched it back then, too. It would have been it would have been a good watch then. Uh, but overall, I liked the movie. What was your impression of Nick? Uh, I felt like his... He, like, his character was more of... I'm like a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Because it's like he doesn't believe in the TV and its info that it's, like, stating. Uh, and then he tries to defend his belief against his family like he tries to like criticize and even question about the family's beliefs um from the tv i felt that he kind of seemed a bit whiny Uh in my opinion it did feel like he was more of like like just complaining but not doing anything yeah it kind of felt like he was like someone that that was just there to like make a point in the movie yeah (laughs) Like, being, like, the liberal in the movie. Like, it it kind of felt like that. Yeah. Like, I didn't think he had a strong character, uh, characteristic. He was kind of weak. Okay. But then, like, you know, he had some good points. Yeah, he definitely, he was kind of, like, stuck in a bad situation where he wanted to do better. But it was, like, in order to do better, he had to go against his dad, which was kind of difficult for him. His strategy was avoidance instead of confrontation confrontation escalated when the dad was just like yeah i'm just gonna overpower you uh and by the time he decided to go against his dad it at that point it wasn't like his dad anymore because he saw him kill scott and the mom died and you know the dad was 
clearly crazy and not his dad anymore. So he was like, okay, now I can actually fight him and go against him. You know, I personally, being, you know, someone from the Middle East, I feel like uh, Anji was a really interesting character. Yeah, I felt like he didn't, like, she um, wasn't stereotypical. Like, I felt no. like she was just, like, a regular person who just so happened to be Middle Eastern. Middle Eastern, Eastern yeah. And she was just kind of, like, stuck in this situation around a bunch of xenophobes, right? She just <laughs> kind of had to do what they said. But I would say that she was really strong and was able to stand up for herself and, like, point out the yeah. problem. Yeah. I would say, like, she kind of, like, kind of uh, made a point that that yeah. not all Middle Easterns are uneducated, that some of them actually have doctorate oh, degrees yeah, yeah. and are in medical professions or highly resourceful, yeah, resourceful. Yeah. Uh, and you could see that because she like found that tv and she fixed it and that's how she found the creature in it uh she made a lot of smart calls of like why are we injecting ourselves with this vaccine when we don't know what it is mm-hmm. um and all this stuff like she was kind of the voice of reason with nick like she and nick were kind of the voice of reason but nick was more passive she was more active about it well i would say like she was probably like the voice of like minorities yeah you know yeah from like um today's like generation like Mm -hmm. she's like that voice yeah i think at times she seemed to be a damsel in distress like she couldn't get out of the room when the black smoke was coming in yeah and i'm like i think it could do it like, I feel like, yeah, if I was stuck in a room, I feel like I could break down a door. Yeah. I'm not a strong guy, and I feel like I could break down a door. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just try harder than she did. I don't know. Maybe, like, UK 1950s doors were, doors were very strong. strong. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility, yeah. And then we have Nick's mom. I don't have anything to say about her. She wasn't... Uh, I didn't I would, care about her. I would say she's dependent. She kind of believes in whatever her husband believes in. Like, she didn't... She was always saying, like, oh, we gotta wait for your father's, like, decision or, like, his point of view. Yeah. Um, and and by the time she found her own ovaries, it was too late. Yeah. <laughs> like, the dad had done irreparable damage. The daughter was dead. Yeah. Uh, and then you I... Know. You could see, like, some of the father's, you know, racist beliefs mm-hmm. kind of rubbed off of her. Yeah. Um, like, she wasn't super can, racist, but she she was, like, underlined. It, it was almost like you couldn't tell if that was her belief or, or like, if she was just, like, used to doing what yeah. she did. She was all right. I don't... She And it kind of felt like she was stupid. I don't know if they meant for her well, to be stupid. I would say, like, it was. it's more, like, naive or ignorant. Like, maybe she's just naive just, of not having her own opinion or own thoughts about things. Well, like, the way she kneeled down in front of the TV and she was like, I am Beth, uh, blah, 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 from this street on this room. I'm talking to you because my daughter is sick. Like, that whole thing was really weird. It was like... When did you establish that they can hear you, you know? I don't know. I I honestly feel like she was a bit naive. I don't think she was stupid. I think, like, she could have a voice, but it's just because she has been with, like, a guy who's very conservative for most of her And he's probably been dominating her. Yeah, Yeah, that she just ends up, like, having that same belief. Yeah. Uh, the granddad was a funny character. Yeah. Uh, he was a military police based on his dialogue. Yeah. Um, he did state, like, oh, I worked, like, 20 or 30 years as a military police. Yeah. 
and um, he all, always torments his son, um, mm-hmm. tells him the same thing as we said in the summary that, oh, he would always define him as a clerk, but never a manager or, like, the head of the house. Yeah. Uh, he did call him, uh, what he called him was Spinster. Was it Spinster or was it... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was Spinster. Uh-huh. Uh, and then again, d- dies of unknown reasons. <laughs> well... It was kind of timed weird because he dies right after injecting himself with the vaccine they throw down. Well, do you think the vaccine was used to like get rid of like the older? Yeah, I think it was like kill the old and weak type okay. of thing. That's kind of what my impression was. It was like, oh, he's old and uh, he has no use. Yeah. Kind of, I felt like uh, it could have been just <laughs> random because we never find out what that vaccine actually does. True. You know, it, it was kind of almost weird. I Now that we're thinking about it, like, I feel like it was one of those, like, anti-vax things of, like, oh, you don't know what's in it, but you're putting it in your body type thing. Oh, but, mm, that is a good, good, you yeah. know, thought. I want to believe that this movie didn't have an anti-vax <laughs> message. No, I don't think it, no, I don't think it was. But this, not, thinking about it now, maybe because we are so, like, anti-vax people are so, like, common now now yeah. i'm thinking about it i'm like oh was he trying to do like an anti-vax thing of like don't don't vaccinate because you don't know what's in it no i think like the johnny the director i think he's pretty smart to yeah not you know make that and then we have tony uh who is the father he's yeah. a patriarch of the house he's not sympathetic and then he doesn't change when his daughter uh, gets injured or when his wife dies. Like, he doesn't have any... Yeah, He, he doesn't just, reflect like, his emotions. What is that thing he says? He says, like, uh, casualties are a necessity or, like, sacrifices must be made or... Yeah. Something like that. Something along those lines of, like, oh, necessary sacrifice. And, like, it's like, oh, dude, that was, like, your daughter and your unborn grandchild and your wife of X amount of years... Um, you can tell he just doesn't care. He's very, like, by the book. Uh, again, his job being an office manager, he's very by the book and just, like, following orders. And I think it comes from, like, his conservative and almost conspiracy theory ideas. How he believes, like, oh, like, the TV is, like, important. And then later yeah. believes that the TV is God. Yeah. And... <laughs> God is talking to him through the TV. Yeah, and so he's he keeps like re, you know, restating like religious poem, psalms or yeah. is that how you say yeah, psalms? yeah psalms yeah okay uh, and you know he even like tortured his own son like that's another like religious theme of like would you sacrifice your own son and he like he basically was he was like trying to kill his own son uh, just to get some information out of it even though there was no information to get out of him. <laughs> Like, it's like, he's not a spy. Like, what do you mean he's a spy? Yeah. Uh, it was just like, as in, like, if you were in that situation, you'd be like, this is ridiculous. But, like, he's just going with it and, like, believes everything that's happening around him. Yeah, and I think even if he, maybe, like, if Nick was, like, a gay person or something, I feel like that he would totally not like not like work with him or like not even have him They're, in the house yeah you know because Their relationship of that would be worse, yeah, yeah because of that whole like conservative and conspiracy theory yeah uh ideas so i don't know that's just my opinion yeah he's like that typical like asshole dad of like 
I'll do what I want. Do what yeah. I say. So it's like whatever that the son is going against of his ideas, he would totally like ignore him. Yeah, and it was so weird then he when he goes back into his like study and starts like reading military strategy. That was really weird. It's like, wait, what are you, what are you doing? Even in the context of a movie that didn't make sense, that was kind of a weird part for me. Well, because then it, it questions, like, did he want to mili- Did he work in the military? No. Okay. I, there was no indication of that. Uh, okay. It was just him being weird. Yeah. I mean, I would get it if he, if he, like, worked for the Coast Guard, and then he's like, oh, I went into the military, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. the Coast Guard is, like, nothing. And it, it almost <laughs> felt like he's taking out random books and just highlighting military strategy, like... Yeah, like probably again with the whole stuff. conspiracy theory. Like, he's, yeah. like, trying to make his own, like, theories about what happened. Yeah. But doesn't really put facts, actual evidence into play. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look at accredited sources like Jamal or some, like, scientific uh, research that yeah. has been backed up by other research. Yeah. Um, next up, you have Kate, the daughter of the family. Yeah, I I would say she's very high maintenance. I felt she had the may I speak to the manager Karen vibes, <laughs> like like she had like this uh, fox uh, fur. Yeah. Like, was it called yeah, like, like vest? Yeah, she was wearing like a you know those puffy goose vests with like fur on it and like very oh my god I'm here everyone oh, I love you mom like. Very, very it's like, like so into Instagram. Valley girl almost. Yeah, like so into Instagram, so into social media. Yeah, and she did that whole like fake kissy thing with the granddad of like <laughs> here, like look at how close I am with my granddad. Like, like uh, it was kind of weird. Um, and she's such a like. You could tell there's some sort of like sibling rivalry going on because while well, when they were getting, uh, when they were trying to vaccinate each other. She didn't want to do it. She was like, dude, I'm pregnant. Like, I don't know what's in this vaccine. I love my unborn child. I don't want to do this. So when the brother starts agreeing with her, like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. She's like, oh, if he's agreeing with me, I'm going to go against him and do the wrong thing. Yeah, Um, I guess it's like almost in the whole, like, kind of like a teenager idea that, oh, if my parents tell me not to do drugs, I'm going to do it. Do it, but with with her brother. Yeah, Yeah, so it's like whatever... Whoever that I hate tells me to do something, I would do the total opposite. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of funny when parents are like, oh, yeah, go ahead, go take drugs. And then they're yeah. like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. I think Chris D'Elia talked about that in his podcast uh-huh. where his his parents were saying, oh, like, if you want to do drugs, like, you can do it. It's your body. You like, can... do it here, do it with us. Like, yeah, do it, do with it us here, here, do it with us. Like, have it so that we know that you're safe yeah and then i guess from that he was like okay i'm not gonna do it because yeah, that'd be kind of like, weird well, yeah i don't want to do it now that i'm allowed to and you know and the whole thing with her just agreeing with whatever her dad said i was like oh this is getting well boring. i mean she is like a daddy's girl like yeah. she does whatever her dad tells yeah. her and then also same thing rubs off like his conservative uh xenophobic ideas into her life where she's like oh yeah. like and that's another like clue we got that they are all like very dependent on the whatever the tv tells them because her first line was like oh can you see i saw i was watching on the tv how all these like 
foreign doctors are taking over jobs and because her uh husband scott also is a doctor and she was like ugh, all these like foreign doctors are taking over our jobs and meanwhile a foreign doctor is like two feet away from her and she's like oh i didn't mean it like that <laughs> you know um, and then i also like that she fainted quote unquote when, yeah um i believe it was when Angie and Nick were questioning about her. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, I'm fainting. Same but then, man. like, what, like, ten minutes later, she's like, oh, I can totally survive without food and water. Yeah. And it's like, but you just faked fainted. Fainted, yeah. It was, like, really weird. And lastly, we get to her... Well, I'm actually, not lastly, because I want to have another character added at the end. Uh, Scott, I think he was my least favorite character. Well, I think he... he he seemed like someone who was like would follow whatever his wife is saying again same thing con- connecting the dots to the father yeah whatever the father said he did even though it wasn't his father and even though he, he's also like an emt a doctor so he should also be smart but he was just really dumb the entire movie yeah I think it's the same thing, like, whatever his wife, like, says, like, he'll believe. Yeah. He didn't, he never, like, stood up for himself. He only stands up if he needed to, but it was mostly, like, if... Someone told him to. Well, yeah, basically his wife. If, like, Kate says, like, oh, like... Beat him up, beat beat him him up. up. And then then he does it because she told him to. Yeah. Um, He's also in my opinion, a hypocrite, again, because he's a medical profession, but then fails to help his wife, wife when she yeah. falls. Yeah. Um, he basically shuts down after that. He's like, yeah. no, nothing after that. And then again, he's a follower. Same thing. You know, follows all the way up to the father. Yeah. He, he felt like a very, like, to me, it was just like, he's just there to be the muscle. Kind of be like, oh, people who watch the TV and do everything the TV says are able to also indoctrinate these like weak characters like these people with weak character where if you tell them everything i tell you you do they'll do it meanwhile you yourself are getting your instructions from the tv yeah i would say like mainly people who lack critical thinking yeah mainly again mainly people who you know fail to question things fail to like question authority yeah question authority and then like do a background check about evidence that are given to on tv yeah so if like fox news says something not not a lot of people who watch fox news and other conservative uh, networks um like they don't fact check it yeah they're like oh okay so you know he's been like on the air for like 20 years i'm assuming he knows right yeah but not really going back and being like oh wait a minute like this is completely false like it's just like a fact taken apart from other facts yeah And, and this movie like geared specifically towards tv with in that regard uh, but we should also, like, obviously when you're watching it, you should also think about how social media and, like, especially Facebook, because older people, more conservative people are on Facebook, uh, and just online me like, journalism, quote-unquote journalism, like Alex Jones, people listen to that and they t- take that as a fact. And as sad as it is, there are people out there that are like, no, that is the truth. Like, that is actually happening um, and this movie was kind of about that. I haven't really seen more movies that address this. Hopefully more will come out. 
uh, as time goes on because um, I feel like it's becoming more of an issue as we go on. Like right now with Twitter blocking Trump's tweets and all of that stuff, like I feel like it's going to be more a topic that's going to be disgu- discussed more in uh, movies because movies kind of tend to address the social issues at the time. Maybe right now it will be like racism uh, just because of what's going on. Like I, like we were talking about earlier, as we were recording this, we got a curfew notice for LA because people are outside, you know, protesting uh, the killing of George Floyd, George Floyd yeah, by then, a white police officer. And then earlier today, um, there was like a, not a riot, well, kind of um, in Fairfax yeah. um, by the Grove. And also by the Writers Guilds of America yeah. uh, building. And they stated that about 10 uh, police cars were either vandalized or burnt. So, yeah, that's that's what's huh. happening as of right now. And I think, I don't know if more have happened since 3 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's kind of a story that's developing live as we're... Yeah. We're doing this, so we'll probably have a little bit more about that next week. When we when we talk about some other movie, we'll probably briefly talk about this because you know it's interesting and it's live and it's happening right now. What was the um, the last character that you wanted? To oh, talk about? I wanted to talk about the actual like creatures. We don't learn a lot about them. Uh, we see that they're made out of cables. Haha, cable TV. Um, we see them say a couple times, I see you, and then we see when, uh, uh, when they break one of the cords, uh, that the creatures can look through them, almost like a camera, uh, that's how they see people. It was funny watching them react, like, as soon as something wasn't going the way they wanted, they're like, completely do a 180, like, oh, Nick is trying to look outside? He's a spy, interrogate him. So they knew exactly what words to use and what to say to get the dad riled up and even turn him against his own son. So it was almost like, yeah, like the media knows exactly what to say to get people riled up. Again, it's not an actual character. It's just really interesting that, you know, they they were so aware of what was happening and what the humans were afraid of and what they would do of like, oh, someone messed with the connectivity, like, punish him. So they would, like, and this can be dangerous for your family. And the dad's like, dangerous for my family? My son must be punished, you know? It's like, it, creatures knew exactly what to do. Um, that was really interesting. And, like, it kind of sucked that we didn't get to learn more about them. Like, we didn't know where they came from, uh, what they were, why now? Is it just in the UK or is it all around the world? What's their plan because like a baby newborn baby on the floor is probably not gonna survive long yeah because like i think you stated that that the wires need human like in order to survive yeah that's kind of what it felt like yeah but then it's like well the baby's gonna die soon yeah it's like you got all the humans to kill each other and then this baby's gonna die so what is gonna happen to you well i think like they'll probably die too because it's like they need someone to give them electricity and then sure enough the electric 
um, there's like well they don't need electricity they don't no because remember they unplugged the tv and the tv was still going it was the creature inside running it at that point but then like they need energy from somewhere yeah so eventually that energy will Will go away yeah run out and they will die yeah unless they figure out how to like create their own version of civilization yeah but i don't know if they're that highly advanced yeah yeah uh, but yeah, overall, I think I'd recommend the movie, especially now with uh, people, you know, watching movies and TV shows and news and getting all of their opinions and political beliefs from that. Uh, I think it's a really important movie to watch at least once. Uh, if you if you know anyone or if you kind of want to see what happens, kind of like a really dramatic, dramatic outcome of people listening to the media. Because what if Trump tomorrow says, yeah people should shoot the Minneapolis rioters. Like, you know there's going to be some, like, idiot out there that'll go and do it. So it's kind of, yeah, this this commentary needed to be made, and I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I I really liked it. I felt the, the writer and director, like, this is basically their first major film that they have made. Both of them have made, um, like, short films and more indie films and i believe this is the first major film that they have made yeah and i think it they did a pretty good job yeah it didn't feel cheap the acting was okay the acting was actually pretty good yeah um, i mean it had the guy from harry potter so yeah you know pretty <laughs> he plays that's the same like, character that's basically their a-list star yeah that that's was like the... the highest a-list star that they could get yeah, yeah. and he does a good job i, I like them so yeah, I'd recommend it. Give it a watch. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully everyone's staying safe, not only with uh, the COVID-19, but also protests with... going on. Yeah. Um, hope everyone's safe. Um, yeah, like stay safe. Uh, if you want to protest, please like protest in a peaceful way. Don't promote looting or violence. Like it's not going to get anywhere. Uh, with the message that you want to um, point out. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and stay safe. Wash Uh, your hands. Have a good week, and thanks for listening to us. Hopefully, uh, we'll get more listeners, and uh, we'll continue to make this, because we're stuck at home, and uh, there isn't much else we can do. Uh, Have a great weekend, and uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.